Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 2, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from recipe ideas to interviews with chefs, producers, purveyors, farmers, and people who just love culinary adventures like myself. So join us here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some yummy food, some laughs, and I welcome you here at my table always. And if you're ready, let's go on a food adventure together starting right now. You're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller, and this is episode 10, season 2, and I'm back. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for being here. If you're a longtime listener, well then, say it with me. Don't take notes. I've taken your notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. While you're there, check out my amazing photography. I am a professional food and product photographer. It's what I do for a living. If you have a company and you need photos, I'm your gal. Shoot me an email. If you have questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any kind, send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. Of course, tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. I think that's my spiel. It's been a minute, so let's go on a food adventure. Wow. Much like riding a bike, here we are. You just hop back on. Feels so good to be back in the podcast studio. It feels so good to be chatting with you guys. Um, Thanks for, you know, being here and listening and checking in. And I hope everything's going well in all of your worlds. I have been so, so, so busy with my photography clients that I could not carve out time to do both. I mean, I've been so busy with my photography clients, but then it was like, just gangbusters the last few months and so I yeah and here we are so it feels it which feels amazing I'm so grateful and thankful for all of my clients the work everything I'm a one-woman show though so I'm a one-woman show on the podcast I write produce host all of this in addition to that I'm a one-woman show with my business so there's a lot that goes into both And well, you know, sometimes you just got to give yourself permission to figure it all out. And I did. And here I am. And it's nice to be back. So yay. Um, Okay. Spring is sprung. The I am totally transitioning to vegetables and salads. And my kitchen is filled with so many yummy things. I am now kind of almost totally out of soup mode, which feels really good because we eat so many soups throughout the winter that now that spring's here, it's like, can we get in the the grill going? Can we get the smoker going? What can we make? Like yesterday, so I'm recording on a Monday. Yesterday was Sunday. And Todd decided to break out the smoker for the first time this year, which awesome. And he smoked some um, bone-in skin-on chicken thighs. They did not take very long. They were like chef's kiss. Perfect. Perfect. It was the perfect amount of smoke on them. I made a dry rub for them, put a little bit of like a mop sauce kind of on them. 
He smoked them for about two-ish hours, two maybe like two hours and 15 minutes. Not super big chicken thighs either. Again, bone in, skin on. And um, then I took them out and I don't know what, wait, pause. I don't know what wood he used. If I had to guess, I would say like maybe it was like pecan and maybe a little cherry, a little maple. It wasn't hickory. Um, it wasn't like anything really robust. It was a very subtle smoke. It was so good. And then I finished them in a convection, in a convection oven, um, pretty hot, like 450 ish just to get them really crispy. Woo. So good. And served them with Samin Nosarat has this beautiful spring salad and it's like sugar snap peas, radishes, feta, mint, cilantro. Um, if you've got parsley, throw that in. If you've got, I don't, wait, no, I don't know if there's cilantro in it, but I threw it in. I had it. Um, if you've got tarragon, throw that in. Like any green herbs, chives, scallions. If it's a green herb, cut it up, put it in just no thyme or rosemary. And then a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. And I used a white balsamic, oh, some feta. So, so, so good. It was such a beautifully simple meal it was so tasty highly 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 recommend it so today wait let's get that music going is it going is it going yeah okay great so today <laughs> i have someone a repeat offender coming back on the podcast you guys have been sending in so many amazing culinary questions Keep them coming. Send them to let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram, let's go on a food adventure. And uh, I needed some help. I had so many to get through. And well, I couldn't do it alone. So I needed to bring in some reinforcements. And I got a good one today for you. He's been on multiple episodes. You love him. I love him. He is like a brother from another mother and been one of my besties for the last 20 plus years. So please welcome to the podcast, Michael William Doyle. Yeah. Why not? Why not get this on, on tape? Yeah. Yeah. So you went out last night. Yeah. Went to go see the playoff games and, uh, you met Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Not my, yeah, yeah, she's a 49ers fan. So we were all at the this one bar and like Tom made all the, actually this this would go into the food part of it. Tom's really big into barbecue uh-huh. and like smoking and things like that. So he smoked queso. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah, he got this skillet. There's a guy who goes to the Davy who sells um cast iron skillets. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised of how cheap those things are. It he is a 15 inch cast iron skillet and it's really good quality. It was 35 bucks. That's, yeah, that's cheap. That's really cheap. Yeah. And so Tom, he like cooked the chorizo and a bunch of stuff. He cooked all that first and then he like left all the grease in and then put on. Hey, Oliver, yeah. uh, he put on the the cheese or whatever, and then he smoked the queso in the cast iron skillet it was ridiculous what so, kind of wood then, did he use in the smoker did you ask know. no i mean he usually would tell me like he's very specific and he's very detailed with all that stuff yeah and 
so that was really good. So he made that. So he made that, and he made chili. He smoked chili in the smoker. Yeah, yeah. He wow. gets it's like, yeah, he's he's pretty legit with all the things that he does with the uh, the barbecue and the smoke. That was the one of the things that sold me on moving to Raleigh. Barbecue. I've told the story so many times. Is yeah, we it was the day I was going to leave to go to Atlanta when I started traveling, and he's like, we're gonna hang out in the front yard and just smoke meat all day. You should probably stay. I was like, well, I'm really hungover. So that sounds like a fantastic idea. And we sat in his front yard in March and it was like 60 degrees out or something. And we're barbecuing and drinking in his front yard. I was like, I need to move here. This is why yeah. I need to come back to here. So well, and really Hotlanta, no offense to anyone, any of our listeners in Atlanta, that uh, there's pros and cons to living down there. I really dislike your airport. I'm sorry about that. It just, I avoid it at all costs, but it's not my... It's a big airport. Yeah, I was just there. Huge airport. Massive. We had to stop there because there's no direct flight to Florida from here. Oh, yeah. So we had to fly an hour or 45 minutes to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. And if you fly international to Atlanta and you're going like out of Atlanta somewhere else internationally, fucking forget about it. Like you better make sure you have hours for your really? layover because it's. It, there is a bus involved. It's like planes, trains, and automobiles just to get to your next terminal. I mean, it, it's a, it's a it's thing. It's yeah, a that huge whole, airport. That whole city doesn't make any sense to me. It's just this cluster of shit. <laughs> We're really <laughs> shitting on Atlanta right now. Again, no offense. Not a fan. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I I don't mind <laughs> it. I just it's not where I choose to live. And the people who live in Atlanta and love Atlanta are very passionate about living in Atlanta that I really? do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to offend anyone. It's just not, I mean, no, it doesn't, it just, it's my, yeah, exactly. Just because yeah. I express an opinion about it doesn't mean like it's the, it's I'm just casting a net and be like, you're right. an idiot. If you like Atlanta, I'm just, yeah. It's just like when I went to visit you in Raleigh, Raleigh isn't for me. Like it's a great city. I like it. It's just not for me. Well, you suck. There we so. go. <laughs> San Diego, on the other hand. No, I'm kidding. So uh, <laughs> what have you been up to, dude? I mean, I've already given your intro and if okay. people don't know us. I mean, you can tell more people about yourself. I mean, I gave you like a two second intro, so you might as well talk about you. And at the end, obviously, you'll promote the hell out of yourself. But for now, what do you, you know? Just, no? Okay. Know. What have you been doing? Last uh, night you went and you're hungover. So there's that. Yep. Yeah, I'm hungover. Oh, not hungover. My body just feels shot. So thank God I'm going <laughs> to go work you're not out. 22. <laughs> yeah. It's really apparent these days of how I'm 42. <laughs> yeah. Going on 43 in May. Yeah. It's just oh, like, nothing. I just feel. But you try so hard. You do all the things. You're doing cryotherapy, you're working out with a trainer, you're doing yoga. You know what kills me? You know, what actually what screws me over? And this, again, this goes, I think this goes along well with this podcast is what totally fucks me over to myself is I'll eat shitty food at night after I'm drinking all day Yeah, because I crave just crap. So like last night I ended up. So the alcohol is just, so it's not that you crave crap. It's the alcohol is dehydrating you and you want salt and you want to rehydrate yourself. So the food around you 
is just well it's not like i'm going oh man i need salad right now i'm like i need chinese food or pizza well what saved me last night is there's a place here called benny's which is similar to the pizza place in hoboken that has the gigantic pizza slices yeah and i was i i stopped by there i passed by it and i was just like Damn it, it's closed. And luckily, because then every Sunday I go. And you were so shopping. sad, I bet, because you the whole walk home, you're like, I'm totally getting Benny's. Totally uh, I was just like, oh, God damn it. And I remembered that I bought like a cauliflower crust pizza from sure. Whole Foods, so which I was like, oh, that's the healthier way yep. to go. And then I'm like, I'll just eat half of it because half is like 350 calories, which says in the box. And then I got through half and I was like, I'm still hungry. I'm going to eat the other half now. Well, it's more vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> you go yeah. Wrong with more yeah vegetables. It's like, you know, I had that. I had some organic Oreos and uh, no, no, it's no, like, no. people no. buy that grab. It's like, it's just organic. It's like, it's still Oreos, man. <laughs> it's the like- last time you were on here, that's what we talked about and how they were vegan. And you said. They're not fucking vegan. Yes. And we had this whole conversation about, about Oreos. I'm bringing yeah. That's weird. I've never talked about Oreos. There must be something about this podcast. That I makes don't me know. Want and to me, talk about Oreos. And, me, and I don't even eat Oreos. Oreos, if you want to sponsor us, by all means, we will. We would love to your sponsorship and I would love to shoot a campaign for you. But um, yeah, and stop that I whole organic crap. And if you want to do an animation with Mike uh, Oreos, we would love we would love to work with you. But um yeah. 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 We just don't eat you very often. No, but at least you, I mean, I, I have the same thing. I have backup snacks in our freezer, like the Amy's little frozen pizza rolls. I keep those in the freezer because you never know when you want like a Tostito Tostino's pizza roll, but the healthier version, you know, and you just don't know. Like I went out with Poodle and Chad and Todd and I went out for drinks a couple of weeks ago and uh, we came home and I was like, pizza rolls. I was like, we have some. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. And like, we made those in like a frozen pretzel. And I was like, hell yeah, this is, this is awesome. But like the things were healthier than. I mean, there's really nothing healthy about a pretzel or pizza. I mean, (laughs) let's be honest. Yeah, but it's not like they're, they're dipped in grease. Like they were, I controlled how much butter I put on the pretzel or not. And it did, I didn't have beer cheese to dip into it so i dipped it in mustard Ooh. i you know what i mean beer like cheese. there's i know okay there's little things you can you know different yeah it's like I, I will so i'm trying to when i'm talking the cool thing about working with a trainer is i'm i basically am paying him to just pick his brain for the full hour and you know he i wouldn't say he kicks he's really good at he's he's kind of like, I'm unlearning certain things that I was like, this is the way you do it. And he's like, no, you don't do it. Like, I was like, oh, wow, I've been doing that for 10 years. Mm. Um, but I'll say, you know, why do you want to eat healthy? <laughs> like, how do you do this? He's like, he's like, oh, I was a fat kid. I go, ah, there we go. That's your why. He's like, I don't ever want to go back to that. But I mean, he's not like a dick about it. He, he'll be, he's like, man, I'll be honest, 98% of the time, I don't even want to come to the gym. He's like, I just have to, it's a became, it became routine. And it, that I liked because it yeah. was, I'm waiting for this aha moment to want to do that or to like, want to eat. Well, I'm going to a therapist, not therapist. I'm going to a hyp- hypnotist on Thursday mm. to specifically like rewire my brain to not want to eat shitty at dinner time. <laughs> like very specific. This is what I want to retrain and be like, I really, at that time, I'll be like, I need to have like healthy things. Mm-hmm. that would be that would literally flip everything for me yeah like, totally yeah do you think that it's 
you are just fatigued from your day too, on top of everything else that when you get, when it's dinner time, you're just looking for something easy and comforting and carby because you're, you've made so many decisions. You've done so much all day long. Probably. And now I mean, it's I, like, cause I know I think you, I've a... seen you go grocery. I've gone grocery shopping yeah. with you. God, I lived with you. Like, I know, I know you, I, I've known you for over 21, two years now that I know you eat healthy. It's just during the day. I'm great. And then during the beginning of the week, like tonight I cook steak because it's Monday and I want to make it fun Mm -hmm. because I don't like, I like, I don't go out on Mondays and this is like my day to just like my dry day (laughs) to not go out. It's because every, every other night of the week, I was like, let's go do something like my God. I just have, I can't say no, but (laughs) yeah, man. Um, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, so maybe you should also ask the hypnotist to help you with staying home. FOMO. Yeah. Cause that's, Probably. that's more the drive. Oh, of that, why, Well, yeah. that, that's yeah. my answer is because I think there's a comfort. There's when you live, you know, being single living by myself in a city, it's like the Lawrence arms metropole album is based on. It's like, you're, there's nothing more lonely than living in mm-hmm. a crowded city and being alone. Like, you know, you, I feel that. So I think there's a comfort in getting food and bringing it home. Cause it kind of feels like I have, it's like, there's something there, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's very comforting. Um, or yeah. like when I go to get it, I'm like going to a restaurant and I'm surrounded by people. And then I go home and eat it at home or like, I don't really eat. Like, I don't know. Oh. It's like this weird balance. Yeah. No, I like, know, if, but- yeah. So what if, and like devil's advocate here, not, I hate, I hate that term, but what if you were to call, cause when do you, when you're sitting at the bar and you're getting, ta- you get takeout, right? Like you're sitting at the bar, you're having a cocktail and you're getting takeout. Am I, am yeah. I right with this? Okay. Depends on what day of the week it is. Yeah. Okay. So, cause, or do you call it in somewhere and then go sit at the bar, have a cocktail while it's being made and then grab it? Yeah. I go grab there. It. I'll yeah. go to a place full, like specifically I'll go there like I'll hop around. So I'll go to a place, like I'll go to that vinyl place yep. in town and I'll sit there. I'm like, okay, now I want to go to Mojo's and get a burger so I could sit there and eat queso and drink a beer and watch like whatever's on TV, like game or be around people and talk to the bartenders. And then I'll get a burger and I'll go home. Okay. You know, so it's like, or sometimes, or I'll go to like Mellow Mushroom and I'll sit there and have a beer, talk to someone or just hear the ambiance, the noise and get a pizza and go home. Okay. So, could you negotiate with yourself and say like mellow mushroom, um, I'm going to go and have a beer. I could get like a bun chop salad with yeah. chicken and then get like a roll a, or whatever, some kind of bready thing. Yeah. And do that, you know, and like, and go committed to that. And right when you get there, order that to go right away. So there's no takesies backsies. And then yeah. you have your beer and then you sit and you relax. And the same thing with the cheese and then the, in the chips, like, okay, great. No problem. So you want a burger. Okay. Get, get a healthier option of the, whatever burger it is without a bun, without this, without, you know what I mean? Or get it with Turkey or, or whatever it is. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I think I'm... it's ordering it <laughs> before you commit to that second beer and getting it then versus second beer. And now yeah, yeah a little, of the willpower has gone out the window and you're like, yeah, Oh, that's a good that. idea. I, yeah. I never thought about that. It's like these little tiny things that I'm trying to, I'm incorporating. Yeah. 
like there's a place around me called clean eats yeah and they have like prepared things that are like chicken and vegetables and all this stuff and it tells you calories and all this stuff like i a couple weeks ago i went there and just stocked up on them so i'd have that at home waiting yeah. for me but then sometimes it just like it takes over no because you like like me you need the action of going out and being social for t- even 10 minutes with someone and then you're okay to come home. So right. I think rather than stocking up on something, cause you're, that's not going to work for you. It's more say you're, you have a craving to go out and be social. Okay, great. I would find a way to go out and be social, have a beer, and then maybe go to whole foods and get stuff to make dinner and then go home as like one thing. So then you're out, you're out, you're out, but you can't drink too much. Cause you know, you have to go and like, don't get a ton of groceries that week and like go that day and be like, but it's still the same food. though. The clean eats thing. I would still go out and be, okay. well, I'm not going to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we're on the same page hmm. is that I'd come home and I would just heat that up and it's ready to go. You oh, know? Okay. So it's like, but it is, there's that step because growing up, I think there's also this attachment to going at the dinner because that would be our reward. You no, know, like yeah. you know, little kids like we're going to dinner. Like, yeah, we're going to dinner. Yeah. So our generation growing up, we never went out to dinner ever. It was like more yeah, rare than it right. is now. Expendable income wasn't what it was, and restaurants weren't revered as they are now then either. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I, th- I think there's like this psychological attachment to being there with like my family, be like me my sister, my dad, and my mom. And then when my parents got divorced, it'd be like me and my mom, she, my mom would come home being a single mom and she'd be like, and my sister was off of college or she's like moved out of the house or something. So just be my, me and my mom. And she'd be like, I don't want to cook tonight. You want to go out? It'd like be like a Wednesday. I'm like, Oh yeah. hell yeah. And then we'd sit there and talk and like, you know, like connect, not connect. Like, yeah, just like you mean. Yeah, build a connect. relationship like, and yeah. Get the hell out of the house. To it. Totally. Yeah. So now as a single guy, I'm like, it's Tuesday. I'm like, woohoo. Yeah. Let's go. And totally. then, then, then Sunday night comes. I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then summer shows up and I'm like, well, I don't want to be uh, outside with my shirt off. <laughs> That's not, not <laughs> what I'm really planning on doing right now. I know. <laughs> I know. No. And like even the other night, and then we'll get on to listener questions. Todd and I, so like, you know, epic snow. So this isn't going to, so I should just say this episode won't come out until March. So yeah. we're recording it though in January. So we just had the most epic snowstorm here in the Boston area. And we got two plus feet of snow in 24 hours. Wow. So late afternoon on Saturday, Todd and I went out and shoveled and snow blew and the whole thing. And we came in and it was still snowing, but we knew there was already maybe 18 inches down. So we're like, how much more could we get? We got like another foot. So we do all that. We come in, I'm starving. It's like quarter to four. I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to make a cocktail. I earned my cocktail for the week. Cause I hadn't drank all week. So I was like, I'm making a cocktail. So I make wow. the cocktail. And then sure enough, I'm like, I am like pouting in my head going, I don't want to make dinner tonight. I'm so tired. I'm just fucking shoveled for an hour. I'm sore. I'm buzzed. I don't want to cook. And then I started eating chips and salsa. And then yeah. I ate half a bag of Tostitos and like Todd, the whole time he's like, what can I do to help with dinner? I'm like, I don't want to make, I just want to get takeout and we can't go anywhere because everything's fucking closed. Cause there's a goddamn snowstorm, like p- pouting, pouting. And then I ate half the bag of Tostitos and I looked at him and I go, I'm so sorry. I was really hangry. 
And that oh, was you're the, the worst. Talk- and that was the, that was the <laughs> hunger talking. Oh God. And I'm okay to make dinner with you now. And oh, so man. it just, but it takes self-awareness to know, like when, it, when I'm hungry and I'm tired, I know myself and like, I either need to eat something and then just calm the hell down. And then I can move on to doing whatever it is I'm going to do. Or I let the whole thing snowball. And next thing you know, I just ordered a hundred dollars worth of fucking sushi and we have a full house of food, you know, like, yeah, it's like, but I, I had the self-awareness to stop and then look up. And I mean, like we made the most delicious dinner together and it was so, I ate it for lunch today. It was so good. It was so good. Well, that's the funny thing too, is that the two of you, I mean, obviously Todd's a professional chef. I mean, but you, the two of you guys just are just fucking beasts for cooking like so good so the stuff that you guys come up with is better than a restaurant but still it's the, more of like it's like up, a process. the cooking the, the well <laughs> the cooking is also therapeutic and fun when you're in it it's fun it's like going to the gym it, the worst part is going there yeah. once you're there you're there you know yeah there's it's like never, cooking with the is gym going to do it yeah with the gym there's never been a workout i've ever regretted never not one and i i can honestly yeah. say that right cooking there has been some pretty big fails that i've regretted making yeah well you I also regretted. go big <laughs> like you go big i mean there's there's a difference there. yeah i do well and i do it for a living so like yeah exactly i mean yeah but anyway anyway we digress we've got some listener questions you we, we've you talked guys? about food so we're, we're very on uh on um, topic yes okay great yeah so hopefully we didn't lose anybody so now if you checked out because Doyle and I were literally check just back in the shit. Yeah. Check back in. Okay. Max from Instagram writes, I love cooking with a cast iron pan, but it's starting to get a little funky and things are, things are beginning to stick. I need some cleaning tips on what to do. That's so random that I started talking about cast iron. Yeah, it is. Getting there. That it, and I, it's, I don't know any of the questions too, which is no. sort of funny. I have no, that's all you, I have no idea. I, I think when I had a cast iron skillet, I, this is years ago, I would just, I was told you're not allowed, to, you're not supposed to use soap because right. of the pores. So yeah, I would just scrub it. You also don't want to like ruin the patina that you have created on it with, because you the season what? it, right? Like you season with oil, like it either comes pre-seasoned and then like you season it every now and again with oil, which is basically just wiping the pan with, getting it ripping hot and then wiping the pan with oil and then like letting it cool. Right. Kind of vibe. Um, <clears throat> so I went and bought a high-end La Crusette cast iron skillet at the La Crusette store not too long ago. And I asked them what to do. So this comes from the French cast iron gods that they, they have this scrub brush and you can get a nylon scrub brush with like tight little scrubbers in the scrub brush, nylon them. And you take kosher salt and you put that in the bottom of the pan and then you just scrub it with the scrub brush. So you use salt to help buff out anything that's flaked on or like that's that's just oh. caked in there. And then you rinse it with water and you just keep doing it over and over again until you get whatever you want out. And then you might need to reseason the pan if you've been scrubbing too hard. So the other thing you can use is um, sparingly. You could try baking soda. And you can put baking soda in the pan and then a little bit of water and let it boil lightly on the stove and see if some of the things will start popping off 
then you can do that with any pan, right? Baking soda on stainless steel and water and just letting it like bubble and and blip away on the stove. And then is it bad from my mom? Is it bad if I have a a regular pan and it's just got like that black crust shit on it? Like if it's Um, just been there forever, like I'll scrub it and sometimes it'll come off. I mean, it's not, it used to, my old pan used to be worse, but this one sometimes like a little bit will stay after. It's up to you. The other thing you can get is I think it's called Barkeeper's Helper yeah. or stainless steel. That works great and it's super non it's uh gentle so it won't ruin your pans. Um you can't use it on cast iron, but so don't max don't do that. But yeah. Um those would be mind. yeah, those would be my tips and the only other tip is too with cast iron, like you said at the top, they're porous. So if you're going to cook fish with your cast iron pan, you want two pans. You want one that's specifically just for fish. And then you want one for everything else. Because so I use my cast iron pan. And if you want to do one savory and one not so savory, but I use my cast iron pan to make like sweet things too, like Dutch babies or um, which is just like a big popovery pancakey thing in, in the oven or like pancakes or anything like that, that if you were to cook fish in that, most likely the oils from the fish would get into the pores. So a lot of times, yeah, you have a fish cast iron pan and then an everything else cast iron pan. So funny, funny thing real quick, um, because we're on the cast of the guy who sells those cast iron, he, he showed a video, his company made a video of people making pizza with Uh a cast iron skillet. So, uh, so Tom and Tara did that the other night and they said it was amazing. Yeah. It was like cast 15 minutes. Amazing. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 Tell me, uh, you can send me the name of that guy's company and I'll link him in the show notes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll text Tom as you're yeah, text the Tom. next question. Okay. Mo from Facebook writes, I'm trying to clean out my pantry because I feel like I have too much stuff. I found a ton of cans of beans, black beans, cannellini beans, chickpeas. Do you have any recipes that can use a lot of beans? And if it can be frozen, that would be even better. I don't know. Beans really don't like my stomach, like in lots of yeah. beans don't really mix in these days. The magical um, fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot. Well, not in that sense. It's just like my stomach started getting like cramped up in the beginning of the summer. So I yeah. found like there's, there's certain foods that when I eat them, I just feel like bloated. It's like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was, there, there once was, there was a, a back in the day. There's a, there's a place at the street called morning times here in Raleigh, which Beth hates. I don't hate Raleigh, Dick. <laughs> they uh they have a breakfast vegan bowl, and then I ended up in like adding egg, and I came home and I made bacon. I was like, all right, but it was like black beans, um, it was like black beans, avocado, some vegan sausage, which I which you could probably just use bacon and egg. I mean, you could make like a breakfast thing out of it. Uh huh. So that would be my thing. Yeah, you can make a seven bean chili. You could make um, I like to do some kind of like falafel thing with canned chickpeas and like puree yeah. them up with a bunch of herbs and, and stuff. And I can put a recipe in and chickpea flour. And then like you can pan, you can turn them into balls and then freeze the balls and then you can bake them in your oven and they're wicked good. So that's easy mm. because then you can freeze it. The, I mean, black bean enchiladas, you can freeze the chili. You could freeze black bean burgers, black bean burgers. Exactly. Any of those things you could freeze. Same thing. Like there's, um, my friend Marissa makes this. She taught me how to make it. It's from Southern Italy where she used to live and it's this stew and it's chickpeas and cannellini beans, just 
dumped out into a pot and you just let it with stock, you let it just slowly simmer and simmer and simmer and they break down and break down and they become like this incredible sauce almost. And then you put that over pasta. So it's this like really rich bean and it doesn't taste super beany. And then you put a ton of really good olive oil on it and crushed red pepper and um, like Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh my God. It's so, it's so good. And you put it on teeny tiny little diddlini pasta. Oh, it's so good. I can link a recipe to that, but things like that. I mean, obviously you can make, I mean, like I said, black bean enchiladas is an easy one. Like you said, a breakfast bowl. Like a tortellini soup. I think there was a really easy one years ago. It was like frozen, oh no, I got like fresh tortellini or something. And then I added uh, cannellini, you said them, cannellini? Uh Yeah. It was like that a diced tomato, a can of diced tomato. I think, yeah, and I put black bean in that and just simmered it for know, like an hour or 30 minutes, something yeah. like that. And that was really, there was, there was a couple of things like you could throw spinach in that too, but that was, that was really good. I think Phil, he used to make yeah, that. Yeah, we he used to, I, I remember that. I remember being in Hoboken yeah. and he was like batch cooking and making this yes. like huge thing. And he just took can of bean after can of bean, not even rinsing them, just dumping everything in the liquid right in. And I was just looking at him from the couch going, what the yeah. hell is this guy making? And he's like this fit guy, like not super tall dude, but man, oh man. So shredded. That son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. He's, he's an awesome guy. Oh, uh, we love Bill. But yeah, so we'll link some recipes in the show notes. But I mean, there's so much. You can put them on salads. You can put them on I mean, anything beans are great. They're yeah. good to have. They're just good to have in your, in your kitchen, in your, or if you want to get rid of them, you can go to a local homeless thing and drop them off. And... It's a great, great idea. Yeah. So awesome. That's idea. what I would do here that's in Raleigh. What... We got one of those little cubbies. Yeah. Good idea. Off, Brett right. from uh, Cambridge writes, what spices and herbs are better to buy dried versus fresh? That's all you, man. I buy everything. <laughs> I never, I buy spices. The spices I get are just Himalayan salt, ground pepper, or um, uh, peppercorns, mm-hmm. and I have grinders for both. Yeah. But everything else I'll buy in a, in a, in a jar. Um, okay. In a, in a, in a so, glass case thing. Uh, there's, there's a few layers to this question. I buy all my herbs fresh. So parsley, cilantro, dill, basil, yeah. Oregano, any mint, anything like that. I buy baby. rosemary. Yeah. Rosemary thyme. thyme, always fresh. And then I will dry them myself, which is super easy on a sheet pan with a kitchen towel, wash them, let them dry in the sunshine, just leave them there until they dry. Right. And oh, wow. Put them in a jar because then you at least know how long they've been dried for. And cause you buy these dried herbs and you don't know when they got dried. So they're going to have a ton more flavor. They're just going to, they're just going to be almost fresher. It's like an oxymoron, but they're going to be fresher tasting, even though they're dried. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then for your spices, I would buy those dried. Now the multi-level layered thing with spices. And I, I really did a deep dive on this myself a couple of years ago is I, I make a huge effort to buy single origin, uh, ethically made spices. So I don't just buy them 
in the grocery store. I want to know where they're coming from. I want to know, was the farmer paid properly to raise them? How are the, are they wild? And, and the reason being is because for eons of time, the spice trade companies have totally taken advantage of farmers and a lot of these people who are doing a lot of work for next to no money whatsoever, there, there's just, there's a, there's a, there's a really dark side to spices. And if you really, can, yeah. And if you can take some time and do a little research and like companies like cinnamon tree, um, organic curio spice here in Cambridge, they're a B Corp. They're absolutely woman, Claire, who owns it. I cannot speak high, more highly for, about them as a company. I think they're Fabulous. All of these companies you can buy online. They sell in bulk. They sell in jars. They sell and their spices. You can, you, if you get turmeric, if you like turmeric, you get turmeric from Curio. It tastes like another level of what I didn't know turmeric should taste like that. Like it's totally different. Um, there's another one called burlap and barrel and another one called, uh, diaspora diaspora am i saying this right (laughs) di shut up d-i-a-s-p-o-r-a diaspora i think i'm saying that right i think my my mind went blank when you were spelling that i was like window i know shiny object but my point is please do some research on your spices when you're buying them and if you can buy them single source ethically made it really does make a huge impact on I thought about that. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with coffee, chocolate, um, chocolate's really big. Like there's certain companies that there's a lot of slave labor that is making your chocolate. So just think, think about where your dollar is going and you can make a big impact even with. Yeah. I mean, if I get chocolate, I go to the dairy that's a block away from me. Uh, oh, they make it there. There's a, there it's a go. chocolate factory. We went there, didn't we? Did no, you never took me there. Uh We walked by it. It Yeah, it was sad day. I never got. Well, because it's it's a it's next to Humble Pie, which is that place we went to where the bartender was like, "I'm Florida trash." Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we never went in to get the chocolate. We went into Humble Pie later at night, so the chocolate was not an option for me. I think we got coffee from there, maybe. But yeah, there's a chocolate factory there. I love that bakery we went to, though. That like hidden gem place off the beaten path, not oh, in downtown. Oh god, yeah. so good. Yeah, it's in downtown. Yeah, it's like in the it, it's it feels like it was like a little on the outskirts of yeah. metro downtown. It was really good. Yeah. Um. Okay. William in Oregon writes: If you could pick two kitchen gadgets that I should have for my kitchen, what would they be? A great knife. Okay. I mean, hundred percent. You have to have a killer knife, and. I mean, I mean, it's like, obviously you have to have other things, but it really just depends on like the things I use the most are my knife and my pan to cook okay. or like a cutting board. Okay. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a weird question answer, I think, yeah. but you're, what do you look for in a great knife? Um, I mean, when I got my mind's like a Wust, Wusthof or uh-huh. what, what is that? Yeah. yeah. I got that. I mean, I got that as a wedding gift like 10 years ago. And yeah, I mean, I was a, I, the, 
I wanted that and I wanted a really good cutting board. So I got that. And the knife, I was afraid to sharpen it because you had said that you would bring your knives to get sharpened. So sometimes I think the problem with all of this cooking stuff is it seems like it's not unattainable, but when, if you have a cast iron skillet, you're like, I'm not allowed to touch this, you know? <laughs> it's like, I think that's the thing yeah. is like, I, I've, in the beginning when I started cooking, I was like, I'm not allowed to do anything because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess it up. Mm. So when I got the knife, I was afraid. And then I was so surprised when we talked about so many times is when I asked you for what a good knife sharpener was. And then you and Todd said this one thing, which I have now. I was like, I was told it's not supposed to be that easy. It's just like, I need to go and learn how to do the thing with the, no. the metal and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, the knife is my favorite because I use it all the time. Sure. And I mean, I have like tongs, but it's, it's all... I, the knife I'll use every single time I cook yeah. as far as something else. Yeah. I don't know. That's all you. So to me, I mean, I have many, many yeah, you have so much crap. Uh, cooking gadget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I have multiples of some of these things. Like if we went through my drawers right now, how many vegetable peelers I have, it would blow your mind. It's crazy. Like sous vide machines, ricers. I mean, you name it we've got it here a va two vacuum yeah. sealers like instapot's pretty great i mean yeah. you can you, you can could steam a sweet potato in what yeah. 30 minutes or something sure. and then have mashed sweet potato like that's Yum. pretty dope or like yeah, yeah, yeah mashed so cauliflower when i think of a kitchen gadget i really i thought about this question when i saw it coming because i've answered this question multiple times over the last year and some change that i look for something like that that's going to make my life in the kitchen easier. Mm -hmm. And so two things come to mind. One is a kitchen scale. I live and die by my kitchen scale because when it comes to baking, I would rather fucking stab myself with a rusty nail than get out every measuring cup, liquid dry, get out every teaspoon, everything I have to do. I put the bowl on the kitchen scale. I set it to grams and I read the recipe and I just start dumping things in. So that's, that, that's specifically for baking, though. Well, I'm talking like about things that make my life easier in the kitchen. You guys. OK, yes. That's a gadget. The yes. other gadget that I really like is a meat thermometer. Again, something that makes my life so much easier because to me, a knife they isn't never necessarily a gadget. Uh, cutting board isn't necessarily uh, a gadget. Those are like, okay. Maybe I read that. Maybe I heard that wrong. Then. No, but but that's fine. That's how you define I was wondering why you're going gadget. silent. When I said that looking at me like. Mm, no, I just I looked out the window and saw a shiny object too. So uh -huh. like you spaced sure. out. Yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway, to me, well, then I'm going to answer. Are... I'm going to give two new, two new answers. No, you already had your chance. Nope. Too bad. So sad. So anyway, those are my two because I love a meat thermometer makes my life so much easier. takes all the guessing work out of cooking and I love a kitchen scale. Uh, I would recommend getting a, a record player. Uh, Cause it's good to have vinyl in the background when you're cooking. Okay, great. It makes it so much therapeutic because I just saw yeah. mine. I was like, I, 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 I just see, they turn can't that see. on. But Doyle's literally like looking around his apartment, looking at his kitchen. He has an open concept living room and kitchen. He's like yeah. looking over at his kitchen like, would I pick my... Well, because I'm looking at, I mean, I have a Vitamix. Or... Yeah, I know. That, that thing's amazing. <laughs> that the Instapot, the, the yeah. hot water boiler that takes like seconds. That, which is great. I mean, but you're right though. It's, I think you have to be in it for a while. Like I, the other day, cause I work in after effects, which is an Adobe animation program. And I've worked in this thing for over a decade Eon. and, and I'm like, 
is there's gotta be a, cause I've had, I'm like, what is the thing that's constantly annoying to me over and over again? I'm like, there has, someone has to have made a solution to this thing. And I went online and I found it, it was like 29 bucks plugin and it renames <laughs> multiple layers. And my God <laughs> it is the geekiest, stupidest thing. That's awesome. But holy shit, did it make my life so much better? So I think you have to look at what you're constantly doing over and over again and yeah. be like, there has to be an easier way to do this. Like yeah. you with baking, instead of having all that stuff, like your problem is the clutter and having to wash. And yeah. if you have one bowl and one thing, it's that's one thing I have to wash potentially after like all the like Yeah, dump, 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 done. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah. that plug-in for $29 saved you so much money in your time. Like it's the great, <laughs> like the amount of plugins I've bought recently, but See, I'm not one to spend money on useless, stupid shit. Yeah. Like, I literally have to be over and over again, be like, this is going to make my life so much better. Yeah. And I hate, I know this has nothing to do with cooking, but I like hate setting up an animation thing. Like, when I'm in it, I like it, but I was like, how can I like doing this? So, and I, and I, now that I look at like, uh, like around my life, it's like, okay, well, I applied that here and that worked. Right. What else do I do that I hate doing? Like going to the, this personal trainer guy. I was just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I mean, it kind of, I'm not getting myself going to him. I can ask him questions and I can pay like 80 bucks for an hour of his time and say like, how do you do this? Like, what else do you, and he has these little tiny things that make my life a little bit like better. It's easier for me to understand. Totally worth it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love that. So, um, William, hopefully that helps you, <laughs> helps you out. We, we gave He's a lot like... of great answers. We'll put That's stuff right. in the show notes for you. All right, you guys, I know what you're thinking. Wait, there has to be more surprise. There is, this is going to be a two-parter. So part two will come out next week with more of your questions, more talk with Mike, more funny stories we tell, probably some more therapy, more advice, and well, you get to hang out with the two of us even more. So come back next week, next Friday, and you will hear everything. I will link all of Mike's information in the show notes. If you have questions for the podcast, make sure you send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And of course, tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. You guys, it's so nice to be back. I'll see you next Friday. Lead with kindness and make some yummy food together this weekend. Bye.